You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the war room. I'm your host for the time being, Harrison Smith. Yes, folks, Owen Schroyer is less than 24 hours away from being booked for his two-month stay in the Federal Hotel. An absolutely egregious violation of the First Amendment. So I want to start this first show. Usually I host the American Journal in the mornings. Did a little switcheroo. It just worked out best for everybody. Chase Geyser taking over in the morning. I'm sitting in for Owen Schroyer while he is away. For the next 60 days, starting tomorrow. Just sort of getting used to everything. But I, th- I thought I'd start the first show with Owen being gone by saying all of the things that they sent him to jail for. I just want to make it perfectly clear. <clears throat> Americans are ready to fight. I just want to lay that down for everybody. Americans are absolutely ready to fight. We're not exactly sure that what that's going to look like. But we are the new revolution. We're going to restore and we're going to save the republic. What I'm afraid of is if we do not get this false certification of Biden stopped this week, I'm afraid of what this means for the rest of the month. Everyone knows the election was stolen. Are we just going to sit here and become activists for four years? Are we going to actually do something about this, whatever the cause or course may be? So I just, again, I just want to say all of the things that are, I'm reading from actually the uh, sentencing memo that was used in order to put Owen Schroyer in jail for two months. The things that I'm saying right now have been used in an official court document in the United States of America to justify taking a man away from his job, family, friends, and life for two entire months. I just figured, you know, we might as well start the first show in his absence letting everybody know that it's not going to stop us. You're just not going to stop us. It's just that we're still Americans. We still have the First Amendment. And guess what? We've been right about everything the entire time. It really doesn't matter what you point to. George Floyd, the uh, Russiagate collusion, uh, Donald Trump starting World War III. Gee, look at that. You know, the effects of what would happen if Joe Biden got into office, that the entire federal government, indeed, the entire government of the United States would be turned against its own citizens and used in a very blatantly communistic, fascistic way to punish the opponents of the regime. You see it right now, the way that the judicial system is being used, whether it's to send somebody like Owen Schroyer to jail, stop him from speaking his mind on a daily basis on the war room, or in the, in, you know, the non-criminal sense I just feel so bad every time I hear Alex Jones talk about what he's going through. And I, I know he he talks about it on a show and he acts like he doesn't care. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is, you know, that strong. I, I mean, you can't not be affected by this. He's selling property. He's selling cars. In this country, you can murder somebody. You don't have to sell your house. You don't have to give up everything that you've worked for over 20 years. Apparently, Alex Jones does. Apparently, what Alex Jones did actually worse than the murders he was commenting on. The article I was reading the other day, Alex Jones will be working for the rest of his life to pay off this punishment. 
So he's like a slave now. So it's it's basically slavery. It's basically a worse punishment than somebody who murders somebody or assaults somebody or steals huge amounts of money. I mean, you might have to pay the money back, but you don't then become a servant for your victims for the rest of time. You don't have to sell your house. You don't have to move to a new smaller house. You don't have to sell property that's been in your family for hundreds of years just to pay off the ridiculous fines or, or the legal fees even. Like, this is so out of proportion, and it's so wrong. And then you look at what they're doing to Donald Trump, where they're putting gag orders on him, stopping him from speaking out while he's the number one opposition candidate, while he's the leader of the opposition to the ruling party. Never been convicted of a crime, but by just putting him in the system, they can silence him completely. This is a total takeover of the United States. It's on. We've been warning about you about it for years. War Room with Harrison Smith is where the shields of truth are forged in the fires of inquiry. All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Owen Schroyer, as we speak, is still free, but he's, you know, doing what he needs to to get ready for his prison stay that uh, starts tomorrow. We're not going to spend the whole the whole show on it, but I did think it was a good idea just to start the show by saying things like uh, death to tyrants, okay, death, I believe that, tyrants deserve death, it's actually an obligation of a free and intelligent people to overthrow tyrants, that's actually like something that we, we have to do, it's sort of something that comes along with the founding of our entire country, okay, just want, want to let everybody know that, the election in 2020 was absolutely stolen in front of our eyes, this is obvious. Everybody saw it. Everybody watched it. Even the people lying about it, even the people claiming it was not just good enough, not just uh, actually a, a legitimate election. It was the most secure election ever of all time. They know They know the truth. They know the reality. That's why they say things like that. They're liars, and that's just how it works. So Owen Schroyer We'll be spending the next two months behind bars because of his free speech, because of the things that he said. Now, they'll take a very minor and really debatably even applicable applicable, like parole violation, and not even parole, but just like a, a stipulation in an agreement that he signed that you could actually argue he fulfilled, but they said that he didn't. I mean, it's really nothing, but he's going to jail for two months for it. He's going to jail for two months for it. This is... Uh, what I think the Constitution would refer to as cruel and unusual punishment, far outside of the bounds of most legal repercussions. I could see you know, a couple hundred dollar fine, maybe, right? Well, you happen to be on the ground where other people were doing things. I mean, when you look at all of the people that have been sent to jail, not for two months, but in some cases for two decades, whether it's Stuart Rhodes with the Oath Keepers, or all of the Proud Boys, Joe Biggs, Zach, Zachary Real, Ethan Nordeen. They were convicted of unspoken conspiracy, a silent conspiracy. If you can be convicted of a silent conspiracy, if you can be convicted of a crime that somebody else commits in a city that you're not even in, 
because you were in the same WhatsApp group with people because they can insinuate that like edgy jokes are calls to violence. I mean, unspoken conspiracy. They admitted there was no plan. They admitted there was no organization. They admitted. I mean, the courts admitted. The newspaper, New York Times admits. No organization, no conspiracy, no plan to attack the Capitol. And yet, their lives have been destroyed utterly, even if they were found innocent. Their lives would have been destroyed through all the press and the just lies told about them and and you know, their inability to, to get a normal job ever again. I mean, their lives were destroyed, but then sent to jail for decades, decades. Think about all of the Christmases, all of the family reunions, all of just the afternoons at home with the family that they're missing over the next 20 years they'll be in prison. It's impossible to overstate what a dangerous situation we're in because if you can be convicted of an unspoken conspiracy for a crime that happened when you weren't even there that the courts themselves admit you didn't help plan didn't organize anything like that is anybody safe am i safe are you safe is anybody safe when they can do that right out in the open look at what happened with the latest revelations about george floyd which, again, it's one of these things that we knew this from the beginning. If you actually looked at the court documents during the George Floyd trial, everybody knew that he had not been killed by the neck on his knee. He'd been killed by the fentanyl that he overdosed on. We covered that extensively when it was going on. So it's not like we needed this new testimony to prove what we already knew from the documents, from the actual medical examiners. But what that did reveal was the callousness the short-sightedness that these people operate in where they're afraid that their job their job might you know, this is the type of thing that ends careers we might not have a cushy job anymore if we don't send this innocent man to jail for the rest of his life so again we we've entered this realm of existence in America where we are in a lot of ways, beyond the point of no return. It's one thing if you have a moral, upright, good people that are simply ruled and bullied and oppressed by a government. But the world we're operating in now, it's not just the federal government that's corrupt. It's like the federal government's corrupt, the courthouses are corrupt, even the juries are corrupt. And I keep making this point, but... There is no noticeable, tangible, or important difference between incompetence and evil at a certain point. And these, these are all deeply intertwined. This is the American justice system we're talking about. Whether it's Owen Schroyer or Donald Trump or Alex Jones or Derek Chauvin, what we're seeing is the complete and total collapse of the justice system in America, becoming something other than the justice system. The justice system theoretically, is about compensation and conflict resolution. Now, I have a story from today. Washington State, 75% of murders are going unsolved, unprosecuted. 75% of murders they don't even have a suspect for. 
which in a way, you know, if it was just collapse, if it was just anarchy, it'd almost be fine. It'd almost be okay, right? It would just be mob warfare constantly. But that's fine. I can have a mob. I can get a mob together. Anybody can get a mob together, right? In total anarchy, if somebody breaks into your house, you shoot them in the head, you bury them in the backyard, problem solved. That's, that's conflict resolution in total anarchy. Somebody murders your friend, you get your friends together, you go murder him. Like, it's just anarchy. It's just you do whoever strongest gets to rule. That's just the end of the argument. That's anarchy. We're in a much, much more dangerous situation here, which is anarcho-tyranny, which is where you have a system that won't stop somebody from breaking in your house. They won't punish the person who breaks into your house because they don't have the resources to find, locate, or prosecute them. Even if you prosecute them, the jury might be so radicalized by the racial messages on TV that they let the person go because he's black and, well, you know, that means he's an innocent, uh, you know, he didn't do nothing. You got to... You know, give him the benefit of the doubt. It's society that made him kill your friend. So you're not going to get justice through the justice system. But if you go out to try to do justice yourself, well, no, then then you'll see how powerful the system is. In anarcho-tyranny, no one's going to stop the guy from breaking in your house. No one's going to punish the guy from breaking in your house. But if you stop the guy from breaking in your house, it's you that's going to go to jail. It's you that's going to be targeted by a bloodthirsty state. And thrown in a concrete room for the rest of your life because you're the victim of a crime and had the gall to defend yourself. Again, just absolutely impossible to overstate what a problem all of this is. And we'll get some videos on the other side that illustrate this because, again, I don't see a – I don't see these as separate topics. These aren't – different things happening it's all intertwined it's all happening at the same time and it all has to do with the information war it all has to do with the radicalization of people the dumbing down of people and that's what i was referring to we'll show you the video on the other side of the george floyd jurors on why they made the decision that they did to throw derek chauvin into prison derek chauvin the latest release in case you don't know uh it was released the medical examiner And the prosecutors knew perfectly well that Derek Chauvin didn't kill anybody, but they worked together with the system to utterly destroy his life and essentially murder him. And the jury let him do it because they're stupid. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, This survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. 
Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamins C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Welcome back, folks. After just two and a half years of Democrat rule, we are on the cusp of World War III. Our society is collapsing in a way that most people can't even recognize, apparently. I'm talking about the you know, financial system, the inflation that's costing Americans, well, a few months ago it was $700 a month purely out of like an inflationary tax on your necessary goods. But also just a collapse in morals and capability. The competency crisis. Oh, it's here. It is thoroughly in effect at this point and it's only going to get worse as you have places like Oregon State saying people don't need to know how to read or write or do math or know history to graduate graduation it's just sort of like a, a box you check right it's just like are they eat are they 18 have they more or less been enrolled in a school for most of you know the time they should have been well give them a diploma give them all A's Send them off to college. And then once they get to college, of course, they'll be incompetent there and incapable of making good grids there. So that'll be racist. And then you'll have to just give them the award from the college anyway. And then when they go for a job, uh, if you don't hire them, you'll be racist and you'll be sued by the, you know, Justice Department or whoever is in charge of that sort of thing. And then your entire company will be run by total incompetence that have the right skin color, the right uh, gender configuration. And already we're seeing massive consequences from this crisis, but we're just barely on the on the edge of the tidal wave that's coming. Sort of horrifying. It is sort of horrifying. After all, they don't even get reported anymore, the close calls on airplanes. There was There is a story today of somebody being charged with like 167 counts of attempted murder because they it was a off-duty pilot who was sitting in the cockpit of a uh, 
think Alaskan Airlines plane tried to shut off the engines in midair. So I don't know about that. But I know every week or so, there was one at Austin Airport. It got reported in the local Austin news, didn't even make it to the national news. But two planes were about one second away from total catastrophe, about one second away from slamming into each other and hundreds of dead bodies littering the tarmac. But luckily, you know, you had a competent pilot who saw what was happening and whatever mistake was made by the diversity hire in the air traffic control tower was able to avoid catastrophe. But it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before some pilot slackens in their attention for a single second. You'll have hundreds of dead people. And that's sort of horrifying. And it happens quite often, actually, but they don't get reported. I wouldn't have heard about the one in Austin except I'm in Austin, so I happen to see it on the local news. So you understand you can't just... You can't just let anybody fly an airplane. You can't just let anybody engineer a dam. You can't just let anybody take these high-stress jobs. But we are. We have to. It would be racist not to, I guess. I'm not just saying that. I mean, the, the Oregon story, if you want to bring that up again, they literally say, like, it. grades have a negative impact on non-white people. So we have to get, we have to get rid of grades. The obvious thing to do would be ask the question why and say what could we do to actually improve the grades of non-white people, identify what it is that's not allowing them to get good grades and try to help them to get up to par with the white students. But no, instead, we're just going to lower everybody to the lowest common denominator, give them all A's, and then tell the colleges, good luck figuring out you know who's competent, who's capable or not, because they all look equal to us. When, of course, they can be. And all this ties directly into the justice system because, guess what? It's these people that are going to be deciding your fate in the future if you ever find yourself unlucky enough to come under the eye of Sauron. By which I mean the attention of the government. Let's go now to clip number five. This is the uh, George Floyd jury explaining why they convicted Derek Chauvin of second-degree murder. So this this was a police officer who followed all of his training, did his job exactly as he was expected to do. The person he was arresting died of a fentanyl overdose, a fact that was well-known to the prosecution, the medical examiners, and everybody involved who decided to go along with destroying this man's life on the basis of a known lie because the media had already told the story Incorrectly, They'd already lied about it, so they just had to go along with it. Well, oh, we got to kill this guy now. We got to send this guy to jail for life, this ex-cop who's famous for killing George Floyd and sparking the 2020 Black Lives Matter riots. We got to send him into prison with all the other convicted criminals. Good luck, sir. And these are the people that convicted him. Let's watch. We got to the point, actually, that um, we realized for charge two, at some point, I think it was Jody, I'm pretty sure it was Jody, said, wait a minute, does the intended act of harm have to be the death of George Floyd or can it be him not providing the life support? And it was like all of a sudden light bulbs just went on for 
those people, I think, that were undecided or, or on the not guilty side. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to hear from, from you, Jody. Why is it? You, you brought that up? What did you? I brought that up. Because tell me what you brought up and why. I brought up to the fact that this is not what he did, but more or less what he didn't do. He did not provide life-saving measures for George Floyd when he knew that the guy was in pain or needed medical attention. Mm-hmm. Even the um, firefighter that was off said, check his pulse, check his pulse. Well, then they checked his pulse, and they said, well, do you want to do anything? No, we're leaving him here. He had ample to roll him over and start CPR, and he didn't. He Mm -hmm. didn't move one bit. And even when the EMS came up and checked him, he never even got up. And he knew he had been lifeless for 30 seconds to a minute. Mm -hmm. He still never stepped up and let the EMS come in and do their job. He had to have the EMS tap him to get up. Mm-hmm. That, to me, said more than what he actually did, that he just didn't do anything to help him at that time. Why do you think that was a light bulb? Well, when we were in deliberations, and, and Jody did bring that up, and we did look through everything very, very carefully, what I thought about is something that was said during the trial, and that is Minneapolis Police Department has a model. And if I'm understanding it correctly, their model is in our custody, in our care. George Floyd was in their custody. He was never in their care. Yeah, and translation, they just, knew he was innocent and convicted him anyway. That's the, this is the future of our country, and I, I honestly don't know what you do to fix this. I don't know what you do when your entire nation is filled with people who are either incompetent or evil. Because that's what we're looking at right here. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists, and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, Part two of the Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Harrison Smith stands as a beacon in the fog of war for information here in the war room. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is War Room. Harrison Smith sitting in for Owen Schroyer for the next 60 days or so. Well, he is a political prisoner in the gulag. Again, just, just really hard to wrap your mind around all the things that are happening right now. I'd say that, like, I never expected this. 
like in high school or college, you know, sometimes be writing out Facebook comments, be linking things to InfoWars and be like, man, I bet the feds are watching me. Fast forward 15 years, suddenly my friends are in prison for their speech. It's not a question of are the feds watching me. It's how many groups across the world are watching me at any one time. <laughs> how many how many Mossad and CIA and FBI and UK, I mean all the five eyes I'm sure are in on it. I'm sure I have a whole file there. But on top of that, we're on the cusp of World War Three over the most ridiculous conflict you can possibly imagine. Not that the conflict itself is ridiculous, but the way this is being rolled out, the way that we are headed towards World War III with absolutely no legitimate reason for anybody to be involved. I've said it a million times on American Journal, but just to reiterate myself here, it has now been 16 days, 16 days of nonstop bombing of Gaza by Israel. 6,000, maybe it's up around 7,000 bombs dropped on this area the size of, I don't know, malls in the Midwest. Israel's the size of New Jersey, okay, and Gaza's a fraction within that map. And it has been saturation bombed to the point of non-existence. Huge areas. In fact, when we go to that video that I just uh, put in, clip 12, the tremendous destruction of Gaza, genocide against the Palestinian people. Let's just, and we just roll this as B-roll. It's just drone shots of uh, what were once apartment buildings and schools and houses and markets and places where kids were playing. Now it's all just destruction now. It's all just gray dirt at this point. And this has gone on continuously with pretty much no opposition. I mean, there's the occasional rocket fire from Hamas. Every once in a while, largely symbolic firing at Israel. Nobody actually uh, dies from them. Most of them get intercepted by the uh, Iron Dome. But occasionally one gets through and, and takes out a tree or something. Right? Not to downplay the the danger that Israel's in, but you have to look at the way that this entire conflict is being portrayed in the media as if this is a life or death situation for Israel. As if like, if they don't keep going, if like everything's got to be panicked, everything's got to be, you know, hyper intense. It's just like, oh my God, we have to bomb here. We have to bomb there. Oh, we're moving troops this way. We're moving troops that way. And it's like, the reality is they could just stop. They could just stop they could have stopped the first day. They could have stopped the second day. They could have stopped any of the 16 days. They could stop right now. No threat to them. There's no threat to them. That didn't exist before October 7th, right? Actually, much less now. And it's only getting worse. It's only getting more intense. That's the headline from The Guardian. Israel hits Gaza with one of the deadliest nights of bombing so far in war with Hamas. This published today, Monday, the blockaded Gaza Strip has been hit by one of the deadliest nights in Israeli bombing so far in the war against the Palestinian militant group Hamas. Here's the, here's the issue, though. 
Hamas operates almost exclusively in tunnels. So they haven't hit Hamas. They haven't done damage to the infrastructure of Hamas. And you can tell that because they actually tried an abortive attempt attempt to actually go into Gaza, and they never even made it close. They were immediately confronted with the Al-Qassam Brigade. And according to reports, the Israelis in the tanks got out of the tanks and ran away, leaving the tanks you know, to be destroyed. And one of them died. One of the Israelis died. So, you know, what that says to me is that you haven't actually damaged the military infrastructure of Gaza. The only thing that you're hitting are civilian infrastructure, is civilian houses and homes and apartment buildings. That's why it's so crazy that there's like American advisors going to Israel to advise their attack on Gaza. What are they saying? There's like, I will just keep bombing the civilians, I guess. Have you bombed them yet? No? Well, uh, bomb them then. (laughs) Okay, great. More civilians dead. More children have died in Gaza. Almost two times as many children have died in Gaza than the entire number of victims of October 7th. When is enough enough? This is beyond an eye for an eye. This is back to barbarism, right? An eye for an eye is the step up. But they're going back down. This isn't an eye for an eye. This isn't you killed 1,400 of our people, we kill 1,400 of your people. This is you kill 1,400 of our people, we kill 3,000 of your children and 5,000 of your people. And we're just getting started, and the bombing is getting more intense as time goes on. So they keep portraying it. Everybody in the media is portraying it as some sort of existential threat to Israel. They could just stop. They could just stop right now. And all of the bubbling up of regional violence would just fade away. It would just go back to status quo. Of course, Gaza would be horribly destroyed. You know, there's a lot of fixing up to do there. Obviously, they have done nothing but radicalize probably a great number of people in Gaza that previously maybe didn't like Hamas. You know, now I'm sure they're on their side. And... Everybody's getting involved now. I mean, it's not just America sending 12,000 uniformed men to the region, which is the number that uh, are on the aircraft carriers, but Germany is sending people over. China has their warships into place. The red line at uh, Drudge, Iran ready to ramp up USA attacks. Already, American soldiers coming under fire in the sea off of um, Yemen. They're coming under attack from drones in Syria. More drones striking a American base. You can actually see a map here where the U.S. troops are based in the Middle East. This is from back in 2020, so it's a little different now. Obviously, the 14,000 people in Afghanistan are no longer there. But we have thousands upon thousands of uniformed American military in the Middle East that are just, that are sitting ducks. They're just out in the open waiting for the fire to really start. So we'll be paying the price for this. Lots of stories today about terrorists coming across the southern border. 
Another thing that we were right about, now they're all very concerned. So who knows how many American citizens will have to die because of our support for a murderous and genocidal regime who seemingly has gone completely mad and now doesn't know what to do with itself. Because here's the deal, and we, we covered this a little bit yesterday. We had a really good Sunday night show. It's a very contentious call. That video hasn't been out, but we spent 30 minutes talking to John from Houston, who's sort of a expert in this stuff. And the more you look at it, the more you come to the conclusion, America cannot save Israel. There's nothing we can do. Even if we get involved... They are outnumbered, they're outgunned, and surrounded. So they can either stop doing what they're doing, or everybody can die. I guess it's up to them. What choice do you think they're going to make? The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. Trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Back, folks. This is the War Room. I'm going to open up the phone lines for your calls next hour. Take your calls. Second half of the show. Just looking through some of the stories from today. I mean, it's just it's just complete insanity across the board. It is so. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a choice. It's just a choice we're making. And that maybe is the most infuriating part of all of this. Everything, 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 right? The, the border being open. It's a choice being made. We are being invaded by a, a colonial army that is 
having colonies built for them by us. Chicago is paying millions of dollars to literally build colonies for the illegal immigrants that are arriving there. Colony Ridge in Texas is a massive, sprawling development specifically designed for people that don't have credit scores so illegal immigrants can get houses without having a bank account, essentially. Like, it's not just that the government is incapable of serving the American people. They are choosing explicitly to disenfranchise us and to reward foreigners who are receiving free houses, $2,000 a month for like six months, just for breaking our laws, literally for breaking our laws and entering our country without our permission. They are being rewarded with money that would change the lives of the average American person who at this point has like less than $1,000 in savings on average. What Israel's doing and the, the drive towards World War III is a choice they're making. They're not pushed up against a wall. That's why Ben Shapiro labels it. He's like, if America has its back, or if Israel has its back up against the wall, what wall? Who is putting your back against a wall? You are on a endless terror campaign against an enslaved and imprisoned people. And whatever happens from here on out is entirely the consequence of the choices you're making. And they're literally driving us towards World War III. And just about everything that they spread is complete lies. I really, I shudder to think what the average normie out there thinks is going on. Do they have any idea? I mean, I know you go on on Twitter for five minutes, you get a pretty clear image of the arguments. Are any of these making it to the mainstream media? I really wonder. If you go ask the the average person on the street, what's happening in Israel? Be like, wow, I don't know. The uh, the uh, terrorists, I think. Terrorists are being bombed. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't really know. They are voting, aren't they? And you know, (laughs) it's just, it's, it's an impossible position that we are being put in entirely by choice by people who run our country in the Western world who despise us and have us slated for destruction. None of this is an act. Like people look around at the number of Muslims in in Western Europe right now, and they're like, "Whoa, I, now that seems like a bad idea, doesn't it?" I bet you regret bringing in all those people. No, this was the point. This was exactly the point. You think they didn't know what they were doing? You think they didn't realize that bringing in millions upon millions of Arabs with no even attempt to conform them to the culture of the country they were moving into. You think they didn't know that this was going to cause violence, this was going to cause terror attacks? That's the point of all of this. It's all on purpose. It's an accident that they opened up the southern border, and now we have reports of Hamas and Hezbollah and Iranians crossing the southern border aligned with terrorist groups. You think they didn't know that? They want terror attacks here. They want violence here. 
They want chaos and fighting in the streets. That's how they get their power. If there's not a tax on American people, then they can't get the American people to go along with the destruction of their own rights. So they bring in millions of Muslims. They abuse and are now in the process of obliterating the Palestinian people. That's going to cause backlash. And then they're going to be able to take away everybody's rights. We're seeing it now. None of this is speculation right now. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, it's all the right-wing people. I mean, there's this this bug of like anti-Muslim sentiment that's like a holdover from the war on terror. It was just latent. It was like waiting there under the surface to come bubbling up in the most vicious way. And now they're saying, they're like, well, you know, well, I guess uh, we can't have free speech anymore. It's, if it's anti-Semitic, it's not free speech. And of course, we're involved in this so intimately that we kind of deserve it. I mean, what are you going to say? What are you, what are you going to say to the Muslim that has it in his mind that America is responsible for what Israel is doing? You're going to tell him he's wrong? Of course he's right. Of course we're allowing Israel to do this. Of course we are the ones who are giving Israel the cover. If we weren't doing that, Israel wouldn't exist anymore. That's just a fact. That's just how it is. Think about that, whatever you want. But Israel is trying to create a regional conflict. They're trying to get other countries involved. So America has to enter in to save them. And it's total World War III. I can't help but think that they're setting up Israel for destruction in some massive play to utterly destroy the West, of which Israel is a part. Right? When you talk about the, the Western hegemony, you're talking America, NATO, and Israel. I can't help but think but that they're setting up a situation because there is no way to stop this without either Israel launching nuclear bombs or America getting on involved in a full force way which even if we get involved you understand (laughs) they're going to destroy us you understand they're setting us up for absolute destruction they're setting up the American people for utter annihilation if we go along with this that they'll sink our aircraft carrier group like if tomorrow it broke out and Russia declared war and Iran declared war and China declared war that's it I mean it's over what's America going to do what are we going to do Launch nukes? I guess. I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? Why not bring the whole world down with us, right? It's a Samson option. We can play some of the, like, uh, clip four. China reportedly deployed multiple warships in the Middle East region after United States deployed two carrier strike groups. It's just some B-roll. Just showing you what the, uh, you know, Chinese warships look like. So there's no winning this. There's no getting out of this on top. There's no America flexing its might and everybody else backing down. No, our enemies have systematically been strengthened by our leadership for the last 20 years. They spent the last 20 years selling out American industry to China, and now we're, they're going to send us to fight them? It's absurd. It's retarded. It's suicidal, this entire mission that we've been sent on. And we'll show you clips in the in the next hour of the scale of some of the anti-Israel protests around the world.
And part of me does sort of get freaked out by the number of just Muslim people you see in all of these cities. But there's no there's no winning from this. We are not the we are not the sole superpower in the world anymore. I, I mean, I, I it would be a hard fought fight just us against China, just us against Russia, just us against Iran. People think Iran is like some backwards country. You have any idea how sophisticated Iran is? They have the most advanced drone warfare system in the entire world. They're selling excess weapons to Russia and have been for the last two years. And now they aren't even restricted by the treaty. They can buy ICBMs from Russia and China. So there's this delusion of American strength that doesn't exist anymore. For my entire life, our strength has been systematically drained. Our power has been offshored. Our capabilities have been diminished to the point that they don't exist anymore. And now we're being lulled into World War III based on protecting Israel's pride. It's entirely Israel's pride. They could stop tomorrow, but that would be embarrassing, so they're not going to. They could roll it back tomorrow and say, you know, come to our senses. We believe there is a peaceable solution to this, and it would all be over like that. Instead, they're going to drive us towards World War III. And it's entirely a choice they're making. Nothing is being forced. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. Welcome back, folks. Second hour has begun here on War Room. We'll get into details of the war. We'll give you the latest from Israel and Gaza and movements of everyone from America to China to Germany. We're also going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. I'm talking about some of the conflicts, the big protest here. Both sides just being completely insane. Palestinians like trying to drag people out of their cars, like pro-Palestinian people trying to drag people out of their cars. Pro-Zionist people like pepper spraying entire crowds and shooting, shooting into the crowds. I mean, it's just complete insanity that has literally nothing to do with us and no place in American society. But American society isn't the thing it was 10 years ago. Unrecognizable from 20 years ago. 
and only getting worse, more divided, more vicious, more hateful, more corrupt, as things like the justice system are more and more used to punish enemies of the regime while simultaneously doing nothing to bring about justice for anybody. As we said, the story from Washington State, 75% of murders going completely unsolved in that state. It's getting bad, folks. So we'll open up your calls about all of that. But first, I want to go to a video. This is from Owen Schroyer. You can actually follow this account, Owen Schroyer 1776 on Twitter for updates into Owen's situation. Let's go now to a message from Owen Schroyer posted at Owen Schroyer 1776 on X. Let's watch. Owen Schroyer here, and I am about to turn myself in to be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. Unfortunately, we knew that things would get this bad. Unfortunately, we knew the Democrats were this corrupt, and now I have to hit the front lines and be a speech prisoner in Biden's America. And as I go, I am currently involved in litigation to try to get my original Twitter account back, at all I do is Owen, where I had over 300,000 followers, but I've been censored there for years. So in the meantime, while I'm away, I've launched this Twitter account, at Owen Schroyer 1776. It's actually run by a media team. It's not run by me, but my media team who will be giving you updates while I'm incarcerated, daily updates while I'm incarcerated, sharing old video clips, new video clips, and as well as phone audio recordings and maybe even live recordings while I'm away. So please follow this account at Owen Schroyer 1776 for updates while I'm away and spread this video far and wide to let others know, hey, Owen Schroyer is back on Twitter right here at Owen Schroyer 1776. And that year, 1776, is extremely important, not just because it was the founding year of our country, but the U.S. government is arguing that it's illegal for me to say 1776 in Washington, D.C. Don't believe me? Check the U.S. government sentencing memo for yourself. They said that me chanting 1776 in Washington, D.C. is worthy of 60 days in prison. So... It's Owen Schroyer, 1776. Please share this video. Let people know I'm back on Twitter and follow this account for updates while I'm away. Godspeed and God bless. So there you go. At Owen Schroyer, 1776. You heard it there. He'll be posting updates from behind bars with through his uh, media team that's operating this political prisoner, Owen Schroyer account at Owen Schroyer, 1776. First Amendment political prisoner, Owen Schroyer journalist and talk show host. Go follow that for uh, updates from behind bars as Owen becomes a political prisoner of the new U.S. state. I don't think we should call it the U.S. I mean, we're not the U.S. We are not a constitution, a constitutional republic anymore. That's over. We're just, just now starting to wake up to that fact. I think it's been over for a while. It's been over since the Patriot Act. By the way, it was authored by Joe Biden. Isn't that interesting? At Owen Schroyer, 1776. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back, folks. Second hour has begun here on War Room. We're going to continue to talk about what exactly is going on in Israel. Just driving us headlong towards World War III. Anthony Blinken, Lloyd Austin say, U.S. is ready to respond if U.S. personnel becomes targets of Israel-Hamas war. I mean, we wouldn't be if we didn't actively put our people in harm's way, specifically for this purpose. Really just want to get across, like, none of this is necessary. All of this is being done on purpose. All of this is being done specifically to serve the powers that be who fear the coming economic collapse and are really doing everything they can to start World War III. Uh, before they're forced to reckon with their the inevitable outcome of the Ponzi scheme they call the world economy. China now has up to six warships in Mideast waters as U.S. carrier groups moves closer. Hamas says Israel refused to receive two hostages. Israel calls it propaganda. But of course, there's a video out now of the two hostages being released. Hamas captured about 210 people during its deadly assault on southern Israel in uh, on October 7th and are being held in unknown locations inside Gaza. Hamas says it offered to release two Israelis captured during its deadly raid, but Israel's government refused to take them. Israel described the claim as mendacious propaganda. But it's not, though. And I've heard other claims that Hamas has offered to release 50 people. Other claims that Hamas is offering to release all of the uh, hostages at once, but it's being refused. Like Hamas put that out on their official telegram. It's 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 just baffling to me. It really is baffling. It's like not the only thing that this happens with. We saw it three weeks ago when they started bringing back masks. And you're sitting here like, we already won this argument. We already had this argument. We won. You were embarrassed and defeated. And now you're just bringing it up again like it never happened, like you don't remember the last three years. And article after article... Black Lives Matter made fools of us all. Time to admit it. Gee, it looks like George Floyd actually died of a fentanyl overdose. You know, it turns out lockdowns were actually more deadly and, and didn't actually help the spread of uh, help to prevent the spread of the virus. It turns out the COVID actually did come from a lab. Did you know that? I tell you what, we looked into it for two years and spent millions of dollars. And turns out Trump's not a Russian agent. Who knew? Oh, and by the way, the letter from 51 intelligence agents and completely altered the course of the 2020 election, turns out that was totally false, and the, the laptop was Hunter Biden's all along, and it does have proof of his corruption. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, this happens, and it's infuriating. So I would like to talk about how we can reclaim some of our greatness. I would like to talk about what we could actually be doing as the most powerful and wealthy country in the history of the world to actually bring some benefit to the American people for their accomplishment. Instead, we're having to relitigate things 
that we've been right about the entire time, but that because the liars are the ones in charge, because the either, and again, doesn't matter, incompetent or deceptive people who run the country, run the world, force feed the public this swill, this absolute nonsense, this total BS. And then anytime we bring it up, anytime we, we contradict them, called all sorts of horrible names because they can't actually confront the arguments that we're making because we are actually right and it's proven time and time again how right we are. And the problem with all of this is that the consequences of their actions based on the lies that they tell, you can't just ignore them. And some of the things that they're trying to do now are not things that you can just undo. Right? So we're right about driving us towards World War III. If they keep going with the lies and they start World War III, you can't unring that bell. You can't undo a nuclear blast. Just like you can't bring back to life the tens of thousands of people who have been murdered in America as a consequence of the George Floyd lie and the Michael Brown lie and the lie about cops shooting black people in the street because they're racist. Lie upon lie upon lie. They're built up a layer cake of lies that leads to thousands of people dead, thousands of lives ruined, thousands of families destroyed, thousands of empty chairs at the dinner table. And then they kind of turn around and go, oh, oops, oh, whoopsies. Oh, sorry, your grandmother had to die alone with no human contact for the last month of her life. Because we were wrong and lied. Because we're despicable liars that hate humanity. So like at a certain point, I don't know how much more we can just talk about this stuff. I'm to the point now where I just want to get it over with. Just initiate the draft. If you want to send us to World War III, you don't have enough people to do it. You're going to have to start the draft, the, the selective service draft and at least then people will have to actually figure out who they want to fight because I know if you are going to tell me that I have to go to war I'll be doing it on my own terms I'll be going to war with people who have destroyed my life who have actively targeted me over and over and over again who have sent my friends to prison, who have funded the dismantling of my birthright in the America that I grew up in. I'm not about to go fight for them. I'm not about to go fight the people that they sold me out to, like China. So I almost want, I almost to like do the draft. Do the draft. Start sending out cards. Start making people decide by telling them you have to fight now. You have to fight a war. You have to risk your life and fight and see who they want to go to war with. How many Americans do you think would actually respond? I mean, this isn't the 70s, folks. This isn't Vietnam where there's still this holdover of honor in America, where there's still this holdover of a military culture that said, you've been called up. You got to go serve your country, young man. Serve this country? Serve these people? 
You want my life to be determined by the choices that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris make? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they want it to happen either. I think they know perfectly well what would happen if they actually tried to draft millions of American young men. And so in that way, we've almost already won the information war. And they're so they're so full of it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a tweet in a little bit that just goes over some of the past conflicts and what they've been able to get away with in the past couple decades. Just do a little compare and contrast to how things are going now. And just thinking about people in charge, rulers of the world, people who are making these decisions, and how if they can't lie, if they can't get away with lying, they have to come up with a different strategy. If they can get away with starting World War III, they'll start World War III. If instead they think, man, if we start World War III, everybody knows who it is and everybody's going to come after us, then they're going to have to find a different way. They're going to have to not start their beloved World War III, the thing they've wanted, the thing they really hate Trump for. You think they hate Trump because he's brash? You think they hate Trump because of his mean tweets? They hate Trump because he kept us out of this. He delayed their agenda for four years. That's why they hate Trump, and they'll never let him forget it. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years. Because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show.
Welcome back, folks. This is The War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Got to admit, I'm a little, I'm a little out of sorts today. Just because it's the new show. You get in a routine. I know I said this before, but you know, like I always complain about on American Journal, like having to wake up early. I'm not a morning guy. So in a lot of ways, I'm excited to be doing this little tenure on the war room. So at least I'll get to sleep in a little bit. That'll be nice. But then when you know we learned Owen was going to prison, and we we sort of step to the side and say, okay, so how are we going to cover this? Who's going to do what? And we just, from all of our schedules, it, it this is just the best way to do it. I'd host the war room, chase to take over in the morning. Of course, my f- th- first thought was like, but that's, but that's my show. <laughs> as much as I might complain, I'm like, but I'm used to that. But I love doing the morning show, actually, now that I think about it. Now that I'm not doing it anymore, I miss it. And that's just the way it goes, I guess. Thank God we have this outlet. Thank God we have these shows to speak on things. But then today I I tried printing out my own stories rather than have the crew do it for me as we do in the morning and uh, printed like 100 stories. And I go to the printer to collect them, and there's none of them there. turns out the printer was offline, and I didn't print anything. So then the crew's like scrambling to print all my stories Right before the show, so I'm I'm a little out of a little disorganized right now, so I do apologize. We'll get we'll get used to it. We'll get in the groove here. We got we got two months to do it. I'm sure right as we right as we find our footing, we'll be uh switching back, but everything's just so chaotic anyway. It's like how do you even organize stuff? How do you even organize stuff? I mean the protests going on around the world. Is that its own category? Is that just an aspect of the Israeli conflict? It's hard to know how to organize all this, but I'm going to open up phone lines for your calls. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that right now. I'll take your calls starting in the next segment. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539, 1-877-789-2539. And I'll tell you, this doesn't make up for it or anything, but... You know, it's, um, when I say this, I'm not saying that uh, it's it's not even a silver lining on a cloud. It's just a, a change in mindset that comes when uh, tragedy strikes, and that is that I've like never been happier to be a dad. I've never like appreciated my kids as much. As when, one, my Twitter timeline is just filled with the most horrific images, like dead children you can possibly imagine. Just really makes you appreciate living in America. Really makes you appreciate the peace that we enjoy, that I can go to sleep at night and not have to wonder if I'll wake up in the morning. That I don't have to sit there and and try to explain my child why the buildings all around him are being reduced to rubble and of course the fact that I actually get to be here for my kids and that I'm not sitting in some jail cell rotting away because I've become a target of the American government for my free speech 
That might not, it, that might not last forever. I recognize that completely. There may be a time. We don't stop this now. That nobody is safe. And maybe we all will be hauled away. Thrown in a concrete box. For daring to oppose. The homicidal maniacs that run our country. So it really makes you appreciate the time that you have with them. I think last time I was hosting War Room, a couple months ago, we had Joe Biggs on. And you just think about how this guy who's a veteran, who's dedicated his life to trying to do things the right way, trying to make political change in this country through peaceful action, as we all grew up learning is the right way to do things. And then reading about his young daughter. And just imagining, you know, 20 years, 20 years of never being able to hug her, never being able to talk to her without doing so through a, a monitored phone line or, or a, you know, plexiglass screen. And it's horrifying. And then it becomes really easy to be really patient with your kids. Honestly, it's like these things that would annoy me normally. Where you just get frustrated and you're just like, Ugh, you have to take a bath, you have to take a bath. And it's like, why are you just screaming? And you get annoyed and then you just think like, you know what? At least I'm here. At least I get to experience this. <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad it is. So I want to go to a quick video here. This is from Philip Anderson, who himself was abused and, and imprisoned by the United States government, with a very important message about the failure of the Republican Party to live up to what is necessary. Like You can't go into a time of chaos and strife and war with a bunch of old pansy weirdo boomers running the, the country and not taking it with the seriousness it deserves. So let's go now to uh, clip number seven. Here's Philip Anderson saying that just because they aren't Democrats, that's no longer a sufficient reason to vote Republican. Let's watch. Look, I know that some of you guys disagree with what I say about not voting for Republicans ever again, but here's the thing. These people do not represent us. They do not care if we are thrown in prison for the rest of our lives. They don't care. We take so much heat just for supporting the Republican Party, for supporting these Republicans, and they don't even represent us. All they ever do is backstab us and screw us over. If, if I'm going to be taking all this heat for supporting these people, then they need to actually fix our country. They need to actually represent us and do the things that we want them to do. Because we work our ass off to put these people in office. We work our ass off to guard against the left and do the things they have to do. And our lives get destroyed. Our lives get fucking destroyed. Meanwhile, all these people care about 
is stuffing their pocket pockets with another 10 million, 100 million dollars. That's all they care about. All they care about is their, themselves, themselves, and their lobbyists. All right, folks, uh, that us. is uh, Philip Anderson. They no longer give us a good reason to vote for the Republican Party. That's why I, I haven't even been paying attention to the, the whole parliamentary process of, of picking a new House speaker. But I honestly don't care because unless it's like Donald Trump, unless it's Matt Gates, unless the Speaker of the House is going to be Alex Jones, who cares, man? These Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. They're even worse in some ways because they pretend to be doing something for us and they let us take the heat and go to jail. Last year we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. In the realm of the war room, Harrison Smith champions the cause of the unvoiced truth. I was a highwayman. Along the coach roads I did ride. Alright, welcome back, folks. We're gonna go out to your phone calls here momentarily. Many a young maid lost her bobbles to my trade. I want to talk about Well, I just want to read this post from Martyr Maid. Marty made is a very uh, popular Twitter account. And he brought up some an interesting shift in the media landscape over the last couple years that I credit largely to Elon Musk buying X. I think it has a lot to do with it. But Marty made says this: something has changed. Israel's assault on Gaza in 2014 was the most destructive in the history of the conflict. But the IDF was able to operate with near impunity. At one point, Israeli missiles took out a bunch of kids playing on a beach right in front of a hotel housing many foreign journalists. Starting in 2018, Israeli snipers started shooting nonviolent protesters approaching the Gaza border. They shot nearly 10,000 people without taking a single casualty themselves. There's video of Israeli soldiers laughing and cheering as they shoot unarmed people. They shot and killed a disabled man in a wheelchair. This is not underground news. It was well known at the time. Despite all of this, Israel and their overseas boosters never lost control of the narrative for even a moment. Most people don't even know the things I mentioned even happened. But this time around, things clearly have changed. Despite Hamas carrying out their largest and most gruesome terrorist attack ever, Israel has been unable to control the narrative almost from day one. They started taking criticism before they even began to retaliate, while the bodies of Israeli uh, civilians were still warm, and pressure on Israel has only increased since then. What has changed? 
what has changed? Well, social media is more ubiquitous. People go there for their news. They aren't looking to the mainstream media for their news. And of course, the social media itself, X in particular, is no longer under the control of the likes of the ADL who use claims of anti-Semitism to silence criticism of the state of Israel. It's a sea change in a shift in the front of the info war. For the better, I think. Turns out you get away with a lot more war crimes when nobody can know about them. Massive protests have broken out, broken out over the uh, last couple of days. Story after story about this. About 100,000 protesters joined pro-Palestinian march through London on Saturday, chanting Free Palestine, holding banners and waving Palestinian flags. Thousands of protesters, according to New York Post, demand eradication of Israel, clashed with NYPD. Thousands of anti-Israel protesters clashed with police Saturday night after they refused to vacate the Bay Ridge Street as they, fl- uh, they had flooded for hours. The flood Brooklyn for Palestine demonstration devolved into chaos as night fell with protesters completely shutting down traffic, screaming at police and lighting small fires in the middle of roadways. And this happened all over the world, actually. And seeing the turnout of this, sort of terrifying in both directions. Terrifying because of the scale of... Like if you were an Israeli, it would be terrifying to see hundreds of thousands of people in every city in the entire world coming out and waving Palestinian flags and opposing uh, your imperial actions. That would be terrifying. As much as I'm on the side of the people marching for peace, it's terrifying to see just how taken over the Western world is. But this is the thing with the anti-Muslim people. You know they can't kill everyone in Gaza, right? Like, you know that even if that was a moral thing to do, it's physically impossible pretty much. Like, they've been bombing nonstop for 16 days. They've killed maybe 5,000 people out of 2.5 million. They may have killed 5,000. They've radicalized the other 2.5 million more than anything else ever could have. And so if your whole – like if you see these videos that we're about to play and see the threat that Muslim invasion poses to America and to Europe, you realize that by supporting Israel, the only possible outcome is that you get 2.5 million more Muslims in your country because they can't kill all of them. And what Israel wants to do is put them all on boats and send them to Europe. There's all these people that see Europe being taken over by Muslims, and they're like, yeah, we should bring in 2.5 million more of them. What? This makes no sense. But that's the only outcome that could possibly happen. Let's go to uh, clip number 10 here. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's the one that I that I put in a little bit later, so it'll be 12 or 13. Clip number 13, the world stands with Palestine. Let's watch. 
I don't think I've ever seen this many people before. There's an estimated 300,000 people here. I've never seen any pro-Israeli march anywhere in the world that has anywhere close to these numbers. That tells you a story. Washington, D.C., Cairo, Baghdad, Amman, Istanbul, Toronto, Seoul, Algiers, Sanaa, Berlin, Frankfurt, Beirut, Kuala Lumpur, Damascus, Paris. It's not just Muslims, it's not just Asians. I've seen every community here. It's so moving as a Palestinian who's lived in Palestine and hasn't really seen this before. I mean, it's incredible. New York City, U.S. Congress, Rabat, Karachi, Amsterdam, Sydney, Doha, Athens, Barcelona, Stockholm, Copenhagen, Mumbai, Lyon, Kerala, Tokyo, Tehran, Manchester, Rome, Brussels, Los Angeles, Cape Town, Dublin, Mexico City, Jakarta, Houston, Glasgow, San Francisco, London. I mean, it's literally everywhere. I think that shows you all you need to know. So, you know, I could sit, I could get how you could uh, watch that and go, oh my God, there's literally millions of Muslims in every major city in the world. This is, we've been conquered. Well, yeah, kind of. Kind of. Why? Well, because of the wars that largely America started at the behest of uh, Israel, right? Who's, who's the big threat before this? Syria, right? Like most of these people. We're fleeing the Syrian conflict. So again, it's like it's not like this was an accident. It's not like this was unintended consequences. They start the wars, then they get Europe to open up their doors to the refugees from the wars, and they do more. They get the people that are now inside Western Europe and inside America to target America and Western Europe from within in terrorist attacks that have yet to come to fruition but are certainly being designed as we speak. And then once the terrorist attack happens, they'll say, well, this is because people are allowed to protest and, and have free speech, so we can't have free speech anymore. If you you know, support the, the victims of Israeli's aggression, then you're an anti-Semite. You have to be silenced or maybe arrested like the laws that have been put into place in places like Florida. All of this is designed to destroy the West, destroy our rights that are a symbol and a hallmark of the West that don't exist anywhere else. It's all coming down. It's all collapsing. It's all orchestrated. It's all very sophisticated. And we'll go out to your phone calls on the other side. I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. We don't have to exaggerate the attacks that we're under. Actually, most of the time, we, we underestimate them when we talk about them. We are slated for destruction. We are the enemies of the globalist. And we recognize, and Alex Jones recognized decades ago, that it was cyberspace where this information war would be played out. We have dominated ever since. So they've gone to the legal system to destroy us. Defeat them by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Your phone calls on the other side.
Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at Point Blank Range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, folks, out to your phone calls right away here on the War Room. We're going to go to Johnny in Denmark first. Thanks for calling in. Johnny from Denmark, you had, you've done some research on the Greg Reese video titled Three World Wars to Usher in One Religion. Thanks for calling in. Johnny, you're on the air. Oh, hi again, Harrison. Hello. Um, first thing, um, yeah, you, maybe you miss uh, hosting uh, the American Journal, but Chase um, is doing a great job, um, as you would have expected. Um, in fact, my nickname for him is Chase the Constant Geyser with a Y, Geyser. Because <laughs> he's a, a geyser, a constant geyser of great uh, information and analysis. Fantastic. Um, uh, also, uh, this is the one uh, major uh, InfoWars show. I haven't uh, plugged InfoWars Store on, and I'm just going to do it really quickly now. Um, I've been, I claim, uh, and, to, and strongly suspect, uh, the best Scandinavian customer over the last 70, uh, I mean, the last six years, uh, 71 months. Uh, I put in 70 orders and about $100,000 worth of uh, wow. product, and I don't regret it in the least. Um, I can go into it at some point. Uh, literally life-saving uh, for me. Well, um, well, let me let me ask you. John. I mean, well, first let me thank you for all that you've done. I mean, really, cannot I cannot uh, thank everybody enough for going to infowarstore.com. It of, of course gives us this platform, and I can't thank Alex Jones enough. Uh, I know we we disagree on a lot of this stuff uh, when it comes to Israel, but he never once has told me uh, to moderate my coverage in any way. Never once tried to tell me what to think or what to say. So uh, I just am so humbled and and thankful for. 
the the opportunity to honestly approach the the goings on around the world with uh, my own moral compass and uh, you know no no influence on that. So thank you to the Infowars audience for giving us this platform. Thank you to Alex Jones for allowing us to to use it um, with our own instance. But I, I do want to ask you, Johnny, uh, is it hard to get uh, products in uh, Europe? Because I had some people on Twitter ask me. They were like, oh, I want to support. Can Do you deliver to uh, Poland? And I was like, I, hon- I honestly don't know if we – I assume we do, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, – if there's a problem with that or anything. So is there is there ever a product that like gets stopped at the border? I mean you know, there's different regulations for different countries, so maybe some of the products fall. Have you ever had a problem ordering from uh, Europe, Johnny? That's a very good question because I'm the right guy to ask about that because I ordered about 50, five zero products. And I've only had a problem with one, which I mentioned to Alex uh, in my first call to an InfoWars show in January 2020, and that was the real red pill. Um, and uh, because it contained uh, pregnenolone, <laughs> too healthy, I guess. Oh, interesting, <laughs> um, interesting. But, but, but there, there is a way around that, uh, because within the EU, there's, there's something called um, uh, the supremacy principle, uh, which means that if a product is legal for sale in one EU country, uh, it can be uh, shipped to any other EU country um, with, with uh, no problem. And Sweden is one country, um, I'm, I'm not claiming the only one, but it's the one I know, where you can do it. So they can have it shipped to Sweden, which is legal, and then if they know somebody in Sweden, they can ship it to Poland or Denmark or wherever else uh, and get around it that way. Uh, but that is the only one of 50 products, yeah. And okay. sometimes... Uh, it's funny, we're on the same wavelength. Sometimes what I do, for example, uh, with uh, Rebel CBD, I wasn't sure uh, whether it was going to go through, so I ordered two bottles just to see if it was going to go through, and it did. So next time I'll order nine. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay, so there you go. If you're, if you're a viewer from uh, uh, Europe or really anywhere in the world, you you can order from InfoWarsStore.com. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you called in so I could ask you that question because people were asking me on Twitter, and I was like, I think you can, but I don't want to tell people like, yeah, go ahead and order. And then it, it, there's a problem and then they've spent money. So I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to screw anybody out of uh, getting InfoWars products. So uh, glad, glad we cleared that up. Thank you for that, Johnny. Uh, but I know you didn't call in just to plug. So uh, what's on your mind, sir? Oh, no, no, no. But, but actually, this is, this is the only one of the three shows where I hadn't done so. So, you know, I, and I just, just to distribute things evenly, I figured I would. Uh, and before I get to my main point, you know, the main beef, um, I just wanted to mention that, uh, you, on all three shows, you potentially mention uh, Alex's indeed impressive achievement of having predicted as a possibility uh, nine, and on, uh, what actually eventually ended up happening on 9-11, there being a false flag with uh, planes flying into the, the World Trade Center and the like, uh, which was impressive, of course, but almost not impressive at all compared to what he did <laughs> uh, in terms of, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Anders Bering Breivik in Norway. Uh, because I remember this extremely well. The day before, on uh, July 22nd, um, 2011, uh, Breivik was, was supposed to have gone nuts uh, in Norway, killing a bunch of people. Alex said, just on the basis of DHS film footage, propaganda, that, and not just as a possibility, as a basic practical certainty that there would be, get this, a one, good-looking, two, blonde-haired, Three, blue-eyed, four, North European, five, male, uh, who would soon, at six, seven, be uh, scapegoated, eight, for a violent, nine, false flag event. The day before it actually happened, 
so um, anytime you're tempted to talk about 9-11, uh, do it only secondarily compared to that because this is, this, that was far more impressive. Uh, and it's funny because it, rather than people just you know going over to Alex Jones, they were so locked up in their um, cognitive dissonance that the people before who were saying, oh, Alex Jones isn't that impressive. And then I said, and then I was just like, what? And they were just like, oh, yeah, he must have been in on it. That was too accurate a prediction. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so, so he can win. Yeah, because, for example, I was telling Chase, and, and we had a good laugh about it, uh, it, it he, he must be feeling good that about half of his critics online are calling him uh, a Nazi, and the other half are calling him a Zionist stooge. <laughs> right. Well, that's the... Uh... That's what we have to. Uh, that's what we have to deal with here. I, I I put I put out a similar tweet uh, not too long ago, saying, you know, it's 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 really hard being a uh, you know white supremacist, anti-Semitic, Nazi, Zionist, shill, Freemason, uh, like all these things. It's it's tough being all of these things at once. We have to do a uh, we do a Zoom call every Monday morning. I have about fifteen you know handlers, and they have to try to you know figure out. Uh, who I'm serving at that moment. Now, it's it, it's when you tell the truth and you actually don't have uh, biases uh, that that sway you one way or the other, and you just say we actually believe. People call you all sorts of things, but what they can't call me is a liar. So uh, yeah, it is it is very interesting. Thank you very much for the call, Johnny. I do want to get some other calls here. Let's go to Justin in Kentucky now. Uh, oh, you you disagree with me about the Israel uh, war? Go ahead, Justin. You're on the air. Palestinian Christians, Justin. What about the uh, church that Israel bombed uh, over the weekend? Well, I know this. I know. I know Israel gives warnings before they bomb, and I don't know what how many countries actually give a warning before they drop a bomb on on you. You know, which actually allows the enemy to get out too. You know, um, but at the same time, it's like. If they bombed a church, well, were missiles launched from that church? Are guns hid in that church? Because Hamas, they hide behind human shields. You know, but, they, but that, but they see, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I hear that a lot. I don't understand. Um, you don't kill innocent people because they're using being used as human shields, right? Like you can imagine, like a 
a hostage situation and the, the police just kill all the hostages and say, well, they were being used as human shields. It's like, yeah, it's not actually an excuse. They're just targeting civilians. And, you know, all of Hamas, more or less, all of their infrastructure is underground. So it's not like they're destroying Hamas and, and secondarily hitting civilians. The only thing they're hitting are civilians. The only groups, the only, uh, you know, targets available to them are civilian targets. And I don't really care if they, you know, claim to drive, uh, drop leaflets or not. I haven't actually seen evidence of that. I've seen a lot of evidence of the airstrikes wiping out entire city blocks, targeting churches, targeting hospitals. I mean, to act like this is in any way a, a reasonable response to a terror attack is it's nonsensical to me. I, I don't get it. It makes no sense. It's brutal and horrific and unnecessary, and it's not even hurting Hamas. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it. And they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com.